world it is monday january 15th 2018 and welcome back to the chris Lum loves waffle podcast a podcast about anything and in today's episode i'm going to be sharing how i started my workshop and the journey that it was <laughs> just a quick heads up the day that i recorded this i was battling a cold and so i'm gonna sound a little nasally maybe a little raspy like a duck. Not that ducks are raspy, but anyways, I'm going to sound a little bit different, but we're going to power through it because because hustle is life, man. Hustle is life. So if you're looking into creating your own workshop or starting something brand new, this is the perfect podcast because I'm literally going to walk you through, well, maybe not walk you through every single step, but <laughs> walk you through my thought process and how I got myself to finally do something that I was so deathly afraid of doing. So it all started off one day um, on a weekend where when a friend of mine, um, actually one of my my frequent listener, uh, Adrian, hi Adrian, <laughs> if you're listening, um, invited me to go do a hand lettering workshop in Orange County. And I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, I'm, I already know how to do it, but it doesn't hurt to learn a new few trips, trip, trips, tricks and trips here and there. So I took the class and I was in awe about just like everything about the process. Like when I sat down, my name card, the supplies, the curriculum, the the teacher, like I was like, oh my God, I wanna do this one day. And I was like, but I can't because I don't even know where to begin. And who am I kidding? No one is gonna wanna learn from me. Like I'm not some professional. Why am I telling, like, why am I even entertaining this idea? So after I went home, I was like, noodling with the idea of like well if I did create a workshop this is what I would do and it would be so much fun this is how I would build it this is what it would look like the vibe and the tone and I got really 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 excited over it and then I shut myself down because I just like all the fears of like um how do <laughs> how do I collect money without getting penalized from the IRS or how do I buy supplies if I if like, how can I sell all of these things? Sellers permit anyone? Like, how would, how, all of these things. Like, who's going to take my class? Who would honestly take my class? What kind of, what sort of identity do I have out there in the world that would claim me as a professional hand letter artist? All of these things came into my mind. And so, yeah, I shut down the idea for about a couple, I would say a month, <laughs> a month in. And eventually, I, I think one day I just opened up InDesign and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make the workbook because I think what was really making me excited was creating the curriculum because if some of you guys who know me know that one of my dream jobs is to become a teacher one day and teach graphic design. And so I was like, well, if I want to teach and I want to become a better public speaker, this would be a really great way to do it, right? <laughs> so I opened up InDesign and I started building the curriculum. I, you know, busted out the iPad, created letters on Procreate using my Apple Pencil. And, you know, me being me at running at 100,000 miles per hour, I basically finished the book within a weekend. And I was like, oh, look, here's the workbook. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Like, I don't. OK, cool. Step one, done. And then I was like, well, the hard part is practically over, which was creating the workbook. Now I just have to figure out, like, the venue. How do I promote these things? And, you know, let's see. Let's just let's just see what happens if I create some sort of promotion out there. So. I decided that I was going to open it up to friends and family only because I didn't want to invest in a venue quite yet. 
Um, and our studio was big enough to be able to hold a workshop, and I was able to seat about five people per class. So I opened up four friends and family workshops where only friends of family, friends and family, and fa- and friends of family or family of friends. You, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> a close circle. <laughs> Um, I invited them over. Um, it only costed about 40 bucks at the time because I wasn't about to charge them skyrocket. Uh, but I also wanted to be able to pay myself back for the supplies, obviously. So I didn't really generate very much revenue out of that. I really literally just paid myself back just so that I can see if I could do it. So sold out all four of my classes <laughs> to my surprise people actually wanted to take the class um it helped a lot because obviously they were my friends and family but I was even shocked that my friends and family would even consider um me to teach them also I'm <laughs> I just reached for a tissue because of my nose so eh. so um yeah so the four classes came and I remember the first class like it was yesterday. It was with five of my really good friends at work. And I (laughs) was so nervous. I didn't like, I like wrote down everything that I had to say. Like was script by script, word for word. I had music and food and snacks and like the environment, the ambient. It was just, it, it was just, I thought of every small detail which was great, but also I worried about those, the smallest details when I didn't really have to. <laughs> so, yeah, within those four classes, I learned that I loved to teach. Well, I obviously knew I loved to teach, but within, like, I loved to teach hand lettering because what I found was I watched my friends go from not either not really understanding or knowing what this was or not knowing at all what it was to actually being able to hand letter and that like made my heart so full and yeah I'm not a professional I mean I I don't really know if I would consider myself a professional hand letter artist some would say I am some would say that I'm pretty mediocre but regardless of the fact I have the skills to teach these people and they trust me and they turned out so great and that's where I was like I'm gonna do this full-blown to the public and that's kind of where it took off now I know some may ask like why didn't you just go full-blown public in the first place well I have been from a testing environment background in my last job and everything is about testing and receiving feedback and data so I treated my workshops exactly the same way so within the four um, friends and family classes I had a survey where it was anonymous and I basically asked all the questions that I would need answers for to help make the workshop better. So I probably got 20 20 sets of feedback from all of my friends and family. Um, All of them were really honest. That's another reason why I wanted to ask them was because I asked them to not hold anything back and they gave me feedback from the way that I was teaching, if I was too fast or too slow or wasn't hands-on enough or too hands-on or the workbook needed some work before I went off and published it and got, you know, several runs of it. So it was good to get the feedback that way. At least when I do go full public, I have the feedback from my previous classes. And so from there, I took all the feedback, did some work to the workbook, made some changes to the classes, and then found myself a venue and did my first (laughs) workshop.
actually <laughs> back up for like five seconds so before I actually opened up and found a venue and did my workshop I went into panic mode because all of a sudden I was like I need some sort of business tax certif- certificate a seller's permit I had no idea how to deal with all that because yes I was gonna sell things and then make money off of them but like come tax season is the IRS gonna come and like find me and like send me to jail for selling $50 workbooks <laughs> so I panicked and then I called oh I don't even remember who I called but I called the city of LA because that's where I was selling them from and this man on the phone um pa- I think his name was Patrick I don't even know his name I forgot but Patrick let's call him Patrick um great man Patrick Um, He stayed on the phone with me for about 45 minutes and basically (laughs) explained it all to me because I was like, hey, so here's my situation. I want to create workbooks. Um, I want to sell classes and workshops and teach them and, you know, you know, do all that, collect money, make money. And, you know, I just don't want to get in trouble. How does one do that without getting in trouble with the government? And so he stayed on the phone with me for so long and educated me. And then from there, I walked away with the seller's permit and a business tax certificate. And then that's when I went to go find a venue. And so, yeah, (laughs) ta-da! I am now 20, about 20 classes deep. Um... I've done classes here in LA, in San Diego, in Malibu. I'm trying to venture myself outside of LA, maybe in my hometown, Ontario. So I, here I am almost a year, year or so later, and I love it. And I'm planning on expanding so many different avenues of this workshop in so many different ways. And I am very happy with myself and proud of myself that I made the first step to just do something, even though I was scared of doing it. And if I can share a few takeaways with you guys from what I've learned is, one, don't be afraid. I mean, there are, it's like weird for me to say because I am afraid of everything, but don't be afraid of doing something, um, which goes into my second one. Like, it seems impossible until it's done. Like that quote, I don't know who says it, who said it, where it's from, but the tr- the quote is so true. It seems really impossible until it's actually done. And then you look back and you're like, wow, well, that took all of like, maybe not as much time and effort and panic as I thought it was going to be. So just just embrace it. If you have an idea, do some research and just let your passion run and just run with it and start going and like jump over those challenges when you need to and combat all of those fears when you have to and just just fulfill your dream. Feedback is super, super important, you guys, and that's another takeaway that I'd like to share with you guys. So even up until this day, after the 20 classes that I did in 2017, I grabbed everyone's surveys, because um, I gave them, I gave each and every single person the same sheet that I had given and my friends and family for them to anonymously fill out. I took all that feedback and basically scrapped the old book and scrapped a lot of my teaching styles from last year and incorporated a whole new brand new workbook and teaching styles based on what everyone was saying. And I think that's like the best way to be able to give something to your customers is for by the customer for the customer because it's just like what a great way to be able to make your things better with feedback. So I really, 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 really encourage um, getting feedback. Sometimes getting honest feedback can be a little hard, but you know, it's really, really important. Uh, You know, like, at first when people were giving, I mean, I think as a designer, it's just getting feedback 
is a part of who we are. And take the way that you get feedback for your other kind of work the same way you would get for your design work and just take it as is and just roll with it and just understand that people are just trying to be honest with you and they just want what's best for you. At least that is what my my what my um, assumption I'm assuming the best intentions from the other person but um, yeah so grab as much feedback as you can get because that's the best kind of data you can get from people with that being said I'm gonna do a little shameless plug in here <laughs> um, if you want to be part of the first class ever in 2018 with the new workbook um, I have two classes coming up January 20th from one p.m. to 3 p.m. and then another one from Feb at, on February 9th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. both of which are going to be at Maker's Mess um, in Los Feliz and the February 9th class is also the first time I'm ever going to be doing an evening class for all of my worker bees that can't come during the daytime on the weekdays or come on the weekend so hopefully um, that'll align with some of with some people's schedules but yeah if you want to be a part of the first ever class of the year and experience a new workbook and you want to learn something new come check out the class um signups are at makersmess.com under calendars um and yeah i hope to see you guys there and that about wraps up our show for today if you've made it this far, I heart you as always. If you're going to attend one of my workshops, I will see you there and I double heart you. If you share this with your friends and family, I triple heart you. Or if you've just been around to just listen to the podcast and show your support in many other ways, I quadruple heart you. Be kind to each other and I will see you guys next time. Bye!